Hi everyone, this is Tim Martinez, MPEC Healthcare's uh, co-founder and CEO. I'm happy to share with you all that I'll be conducting a weekly interview style employee spotlight uh, so that we can all get to know each other a little bit better and hear directly from the amazing people that make up this organization. I'm excited to, to, to do these interviews and I hope uh, you enjoy them. This week's employee spotlight is California-based nurse practitioner, Brian Young, who's got Palm Springs on lockdown for us. Let's get to know Brian. <laughs> all right, well, um, let me start off with, first of all, thanking you um, for all the contributions to MPAC and, and now the what is it? When did you when did you come on board? Two thousand and eighteen. Yeah, October. Yeah, this October will be my third year. So yeah. All right. So coming up on year three. Um, obviously, last year was um, an unexpected, incredibly challenging year for everybody. So thanks for for hanging in there and and, and contributing and helping to take care of patients, um, especially early on when we didn't have a lot of information. So I want to start off by thanking you personally for all that. Very welcome. My pleasure. Yeah, no. Um, so hopefully, like you said, things are kind of starting to return back to normal. So hopefully that is all behind us. Um, I think we've all had a chance to get access to, to vaccines. And so um, on, on to the, the new world. Um, so pre-pandemic and pre-MPAC, what were you doing? And, you know, how did you learn about us? And ultimately, what you know, what was a driver for you to say, yeah, I, you know, this is where I want to go, go work. Um, so at the time I was in Seattle, Washington, had moved up from California, living up there, working a lot of travel nursing. I was an RN at the time still, and I was going through school and finishing up and I was looking to relocate back into California. So, um, one of the big draws was just trying to find a company that I could just settle with and feel comfortable and just kind of like a community kind of sense. And I knew I was coming out here to the desert. So I was just kind of looking at some prospects and impact came up and never heard of it, kind of looked into it a little bit. Um, some background before that, I, I've always enjoyed geriatrics and that older adult population. So when I read a little bit about what you guys do and the impact you're having and it just kind of resonated with me a lot. It was like, it was a population that I love. I have um, just a lot of experience with it, but then just reading about the company and what you guys stand for and that community aspect and just kind of just creating this culture that's just really positive. And, you know, we see that every day with, you know, the chats on Huku and stuff and just the reinforcement, positive reinforcement. It's really nice to see. And I think it's really helped, like you said, through this pandemic and, trying to get through that because, you know, it, it can be isolating being, you know, just the only practitioner out here and not having those touch points with other people on a daily basis. And I've got good relationships here with my facility, but of course, in terms of impact as well, it, it's nice that this technology allows us to, to have these other uh, options. And, you know, the pandemic has just highlighted how much, how possible that really is now with zoom calls and all this stuff that we do these days. So, um, so, Going back, yeah, I just, it kind of sparked my interest. And so 
I when I when I spoke with you guys, it just really aligned with that, what my views and values were. So it was new. It was something that I knew I wanted to pursue and could invest some good time and quality effort in. So great, great. Well, I'm glad you made the decision to to, to join us. Um, this is not an easy space to work in. It, it can be really challenging, and 2020 was you know exponentially so. Um, that oftentimes is is kind of the most difficult part for, for providers to get used to. Um, but, you know, once you kind of settle in um, and hopefully see the value, um, it, it, can, it can be a very rewarding position. Still challenging, but can be very rewarding. So, um, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, there's a lot of times now that a lot of people just need to be heard and understood. And so we can be kind of that person they can kind of lean on and just need to just ask some questions or clarification. Like I, I, that's what I come across all the time because the physicians are not in the building as much. So this program is wonderful in that way where people can get some of their questions filled, fill the gap, um, just kind of get updates, which a lot of the time they just want to be heard and need. And so even more so now that we're allowing family members back into buildings, um, it didn't happen as much before, but it, it's getting back to that pre pandemic. Yeah. I'm sure they have a lot of questions too, especially coming out of that. <laughs> It's always changed. It's like just so fluid with all this visitors and vaccines and who can come in, how long. Uh, yeah, I commend the nursing staff here because it's constantly changing. It is. It, everybody sort of was making up their own rules along the way. I still don't know what, what all the rules are. So it's been, it's been a very fluid situation for everyone. So, um, you know, throughout the last three years, there's no doubt been um, a number of, um, quite a few number of interactions you've had with patients and families. Um, is there an example that sticks out in your mind that was, you know, kind of meaningful for you or meaningful for the patient or meaningful for the, for the, for the family that you'd like to share? Yeah. Like you mentioned, there's probably a multitude. I think a lot of them boils down to those um, ECP visits and just talking about goals of care, really. Um, one in particular was a gentleman and his partner. He was young, 61 years old, unfortunately had two massive strokes back to back and just his mental capacity was, had reverted almost to childlike, which was really sad. Yeah. When I first met the partner, he was, he was taking over the care. He also during that time got a new diagnosis of lung cancer. So there was a lot of things that he was processing and he felt alone. And so I, I did spend some extra time with him and just, just trying to hear him out. And a lot of the times in those situations, I'll ask the caregivers how they're doing because they're the ones that are just constantly inundated with all of the exams and doctor's appointments. And a lot of the times nobody takes the time just to check in with them. So when I did that, yeah, he kind of broke down a little bit and was very emotional. And sure. so I was just trying to give him that space just to allow him to process that kind of thing. Um, so that's happened on like a spectrum with a lot of different patients, but that one just sticks out because he was the most recent, but um, yeah, a lot of the times I, I experience that with a lot of people is just, if you sit there kind of just maybe ask an open-ended question or just provide just like a little bit of a hand or a touch on their shoulder, like a lot of the times they can start to open up to you and share things that they never would have suspected or maybe become tearful or emotional or angry. All these different emotions just kind of bubble to the surface. And so I've noticed that with a lot of people and I've kind of honed that skill in a little bit more over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, caregiver burden is a real thing. And 
Um, these advanced care planning discussions are incredibly important because we don't, in my opinion, we don't do enough of them as a, as a country, as a society. We're kind of afraid of, of death that we, we pose it as, you know, kind of um, losing something when, when the fact is we're all, we're all going to die at some point and um, being empowered to make decisions on how you want your end of life to be is better than, than just, you know, hanging on for a wild ride and have it be incredibly traumatic for those that survive you. So um, I'm, I'm glad you're doing those discussions. And it seems like um, you almost sound like one of our clinical social workers in your approach. So <laughs> it seems like you've really honed it in. <laughs> that's what I like about nursing and nurse practitioners. It's kind of like a holistic thing. Uh, that's how I approach it outside of just medicine as well. It's the spiritual, emotional, physical. It, that's why I got into nursing and did what I did because it gives me that well-rounded approach. And so and you guys give us the space to kind of take that time with patients. And so that's what I love where I'm not like on a strict regimented, okay, I've got my next patient in 15 minutes. I've only got so much time. Sometimes it gives me the, uh, the ability to just sit down maybe where somebody needs a little bit more time and I can sense that. So uh, that speaks volumes to you guys in the company, so. Well, I appreciate you bringing that up because that, you know, that's one of the things that I talk a lot about when we meet with potential new clients, you know, what makes you different? What's the quote unquote secret sauce? And, you know, my response is always, we, we try to find the best providers out there, those that care. And then instead of the old models of kind of paying per encounter and driving volume and, you know, 15 minute, um, you know, appointment times we allow for more time to be spent with patients and then allow our clinicians to go to work and do what they do best. And that's provide care and drive better outcomes. And so <clears throat> just like there's, you know, Michelin starred chefs who can make an amazing meal. I'm not afraid of telling people and they, they make, you know, they publish their cookbooks and they're like, here's my recipe, you know, mm -hmm. good luck, good luck, you know, being able to cook like I can cook. So I'm not afraid of telling people what our quote unquote recipe is. It, right. it, because it, you have to believe it, you have to, you have to live it for it to really work. And so when we find, right, the Brian Youngs who are like, yeah, this organization and your values align with mine, that's the perfect marriage. And that's when it really works. And you can't replicate that unless you really believe it. So um, that's, that's our quote unquote secret sauce. Um, so um, I, I really do appreciate you mentioning it because um, you don't find that um, everything's sort of, you know, volume driven and, kind of maximizing profit. We know that our, you know, our model from a profitability perspective isn't equal to others, but we'd rather do it our way and we'd rather provide best in class care and, and have happy providers and happy patients and drive better outcomes. So we'll, we'll stick to our way. <laughs> um, you know, with that said, it's, it sounds like, you know, you're, you're obviously, um, honing some skills that you enjoy and it sounds like you're in an environment you, you enjoy, um, three years later, still at MPAC, it is still a challenging environment, especially with a pandemic, right, right on our heels. Um, you know, what keeps you here? What is it about the organization that, you know, that, that, that keeps you happy as a provider, as an employee? Um, good question. I think it's kind of the drive for you guys and along with me, which where we align is like just constantly trying to push the envelope of medicine and what it means and what it stands for. And 
Um, I'm experiencing that firsthand now with some telehealth visits and providing other options like outside of just my facilities. So um, I love that you guys are constantly kind of pushing the envelope that way. And, and that's how I look to live my life too. And in even just terms of like educating myself outside of school, it's like, it's an, I'm always going to be a student. It's a never ending journey. I always can learn from other people. So I love that that approach is again, just aligned with how I live my life. So um, that's just really exciting and thrilling. And it kind of just drives me to continue to go forward, knowing that we're going to continue to kind of re-innovate ourselves and constantly kind of look at ourselves and reevaluate on how, on what we're doing, what we can do better, what we can tweak because, you know, we're all changing. We're all humans. Like these things, you know, we constantly are evolving. So, um, you know, I love that we're, we're taking that active proactive approach to, to make those changes. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Um, that's absolutely part of what I enjoy, uh, you know, the ability to do these things and, you know, where can we be better? <clears throat> here's, here's how healthcare has been delivered in the past. Um, but is that really the right approach and, and what can we do better? I'm really excited uh, about the telehealth platform, the new, the new technology that we're utilizing. We rolled this out in the middle of a pandemic um, and um, we're getting a lot of great feedback um, from anybody that's, that's used it and um, where it's been a challenge in the past to really get people buy, to buy in on, on telehealth. And it was too complex, too complicated. It was overcomplicated. And we sort of took the mystery out of it and said, look, um, it's really about improved communication first and foremost. And then really just, um, it's never going to replace the care that our providers, you know, do. We're still an on-site model. It's still best to be face-to-face, -face, but to have that tool to extend care, to get care to people when, you know, when, when we're not available into the evenings or weekends or into rural locations, that feels really, really good to do. And the fact that the feedback from our providers who are utilizing the tool are saying, hey, we, we love this, which is not, you know, not always the case when there's new technologies and new programs and new things. It kind of, the pandemic kind of forced a lot of people to do, to get comfortable with that and maybe kind of push that envelope a little bit where it did say, okay, so this is our only option because we can't do face-to-face. So I think it was a good timing or whatever when you launched it because yeah, a lot of people didn't have any other options. So they had to go with that and they had to become comfortable and change and adapt. And so now we're reaping some of those benefits and I think continuable to do so. So Exactly right. No, awesome. Well, I, I really appreciate your feedback. Uh, appreciate your contributions. P appreciate you being a part of the team, doing what you're doing. Um, it's good to see you although it's, it's in the new way of seeing people, which is via Zoom. Uh, hope, hope to get a chance to come out there again and, and see you in person. Uh, but for the time being, we'll, we'll do it this way since we are spread out all over the place anyway. Well, it was a pleasure. I'm glad we got to sit down and have this conversation. And yeah, I love where I'm at. I love who I'm working for. And um, I love where we're headed. So I appreciate it, Tim.